Welcome to Behind the Arc. I am Simon Besman. With me is my co-host, Daniel Hammer. It's It was a really fun night last night for Outman Basketball. One of the best first half, one of the best halves we've ever seen them play this year. The our only one that was close was Houston, the Houston one. That's the, only one that, the second half of Houston, which that's the only one that's debatable. I'm very happy. I mean, last night was amazing. What are your thoughts on last night's game? <laughs> I thought last night was incredible. I thought it was really incredible that Alabama scored 44 points in the first half. Um, you know, we didn't really see anybody get a double-double necessarily last night, but we saw a lot of guys get close. Clowney got close, 10 points, 8 rebounds. Um, Sears gets 16 points, 6 rebounds. A um, lot more guys in double digits too. Uh, Bradley gets 14 and Brandon gets 17. Um, Quinterly comes off the bench with 11. I mean, just a big scoring game for mm-hmm. Alabama, which was very nice to see. That um that 40-foot shot by Brandon Miller was unbelievable. The, that was <coughs> one of the craziest shots that I have ever seen. Alabama hit while watching Alabama basketball, that was that was just ridiculous. I mean, you can't you can't make it up. That was I I, don't, I just don't know what to say. That was just wild. It, it was it was definitely up there with. I mean, not as exciting as like last second wise, but shot yeah. wise, it was definitely shot up wise, there with yes. the with the Alex Reese shot against UCLA. Oh my god, and that was just one of the most that was just crazy shot. And I mean, he he had maybe not his best. He obviously didn't have his best game box score wise, but all the points he had, he had a very loud seventeen points. If that's Extremely possible, loud. yeah, it, it is. That, and he shoots over fifty percent from field goals and gets thirty three percent down from behind the arc. I mean, he also only played twenty nine minutes. That was it. Wow. So that's yeah. 17 points, but in 30 minutes. I mean, so you miss – you only play 75% of the game. I mean, he, he just played amazing. We have, we have so many just playmakers on this team, and it's not just Brandon Miller who's amazing. Yes, he is amazing. And in my opinion, he is the best freshman in college basketball. But we have so many other guys on this team that can make plays. And I don't – this team is – I saw uh, this team is also deep. There's they can have the they can put in the bench and they have arguably the same amount of input that the starters have. But and this but it's not just a deep team; it's a reliable team. Oh yeah, absolutely. And speaking of reliable, the the biggest number that pops out to me, which I was very excited about. Uh, reading last night was Jaden Bradley goes 10 for 12 from the uh, from the free throw line so I mean in a in a world where not a lot of guys hit every free throw or even half of them everybody besides besides Clowney he went 33 percent everybody went at least 50 percent uh, actually Pringle missed 0 for 1 but for the most part everybody got 50 percent or over Sears hits five of seven. Bradley hits ten of twelve. I mean, good numbers. Mm -hmm. And the the just the really quick emergence of Nick Pringle as a big off the bench, 
that can come in and provide some really quality minutes on the offensive and defensive side of the ball and being a spark plug is just on he's it's great for this team he did that really quickly it was really it was the Jackson State game kind of where he had that little breakout where he was play the best game out of anybody he's been a really nice addition to this bench and he is quickly becoming a fan favorite in Tuscaloosa. He's been really good the past few games. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's been very good. I've become a very big fan of him. And I mean, he's definitely be a guy that we need down the stretch. So it's definitely, I mean, you know, we're going to need guys like that down the stretch. We're going to even need guys like that this weekend, especially guys like that this weekend. We got the, the SEC Super Bowl this weekend for Alabama with Kentucky in town at uh, one o'clock, it says. Yeah, it's one o'clock Eastern, 12, it's noon here, it's noon. Yeah, 12 Central, 1 Eastern. Uh, we have so many noon or 8 p.m. games this season. It, yeah, which, I mean, not ideal, but kind of nice because you get the prime time slots. I mean, yeah, that's true, but also, like, I don't want to stay up till 8 to watch us go play Vandy or South Carolina or Florida or whatever. <laughs> no, I don't disagree. Um, But, I mean, like, I think uh, when we go oh, – no, I, I thought when we played Arkansas, when they came here, that was noon, but that's apparently to be determined. Yeah, a lot of them you find are – yeah, right now yeah, I think a lot of them. But, but a lot of them are, like – noon games are pretty close to eight yeah um, but you'll see a lot of that now i mean a lot yeah. of them will be tbd because alabama's number seven so i mean they're going to be on tv a lot more they're going to be more in the they're going to be more in the spotlight my issue so last night obviously uh vandy south carolina went into overtime which hit wet which uh was the start of our game <coughs> and it was i don't know if you have espn plus but so it said it was on SEC Network Plus. And when I went to go watch, like, the first half of the first quarter of the first half, it just wasn't there. It, like, you couldn't find it. Like, nobody could find I saw, like, so many, I saw so many people on Twitter just saying that they couldn't find it. And it wasn't there. Which yeah, kind of ridiculous for a team that is arguably one of the top five teams in the nation and who has one of the best freshmen in the country, if not, in, well, in my opinion, he is the best freshman in the country. And if he is much watched TV, he should, they should be on TV. Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. I, that was kind of ridiculous. But also on the broadcast, there was, there's a lot of issues with um, the multiple graphics. There's one, Whereas showing teams we like notable teams we beat and notable teams we've lost to, and for North Carolina it just said stat goes here. I don't know if you caught. <laughs> and then I saw that too. And then um, and then at the halftime show, I can't remember. Uh, they had they're showing the the point leaders or leading scores for half, and it had it was like Mark it was Mark Sears. And um, it showed that he and it showed that he was, it said that he was playing for Mississippi, Ole Miss, and then um, 
for the Ole Miss for uh, I think it's Jamin Brakefield. I think that's how you pronounce it. He it said that he played for Alabama, and it labeled him under Alabama. See, I, I did not catch that. I was not yeah, watching that, that halftime show. I I didn't I didn't watch it either. I just caught it and I was like, this is just weird. Like whoever that guy who he's gonna he had a rough morning. I bet. Yeah, I bet the SEC network probably probably <laughs> gave him. Yeah, probably gave him a little for that one. I was just I don't know. It was just it was funny to me how that happened. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. Overall, though, I mean, great game, great, great first game, half. Yeah. I mean, second half they closed really well. I thought it was good that they got the close. They don't always do that, so it was mm-hmm. nice. I don't take it for granted. Um, but the first half was was definitely the the talk of the night. Probably mm-hmm. talk of everything. I mean, it was. It was easily the best half of basketball I think they they could have been playing mm-hmm. this whole year. And I think – but I think the thing I like about this team is that obviously they have a lot of young guys. Most of the starting lineup is three out of five of the starters are 19 years old. But I think the nice thing is that Javon Quinterly and Noah Gurley, there's plenty of players on this team – who are veterans and have played college basketball for a really long time and know how to lead a team as a veteran. And I think that's something that when we get into March, that's going to be a key where some of these other blue, we're not blue blood, but some of these blue bloods of college basketball don't necessarily have because a lot of their guys or a lot of their stars go one, one and done. While we have Quentin Lee is one of our best players, you know, a girly who's a nice, he's a, big that comes off the bench gives meaningful minutes and then mark sears has been playing college basketball for a few years don welch has been playing for a long time we have plenty of guys with also a good mix of youth i mean there's so much i mean i just think this this team has just so many good dynamics and so many talented players i this team is special in my opinion I agree. Well, and I was just about to say, I mean, it's tough to beat a team that scores on average. Like, I think I saw they score about 85 points a game on average. That's a lot of points. Yeah, which is, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's just just like good basketball team. That's all it really is. It's just a really good basketball team. And it's easily the most talented basketball team we've had while Nate Oates is in Tuscaloosa. While he's been in Tuscaloosa, I don't know if there's been a team that's had more talent on paper. No, I can promise you there hasn't been. Avery Johnson did not have a team more talented, no. and neither did Anthony Grant. Mm-mm. And it's just, I think, I mean, obviously, Brendan Miller, we're going to join him while we can. He's. Just he's yeah. so good. I mean, I, I think if there wasn't a draft that had the seven foot five Frenchman who had handles like a guard and could shoot the three ball and was just a freak athlete, if we did, there wasn't Victor Robinyama, he could definitely go first. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely think no matter what, we're looking at a top five pick with Brandon he, Miller. He's like he's just oh my god. Yeah, just, somebody think, will grab him. I think in most of the draft classes, he's the first overall pick. As, oh, like, I guarantee it. I mean, there's Scoot Henderson and there's the Thompson twins. 
so you still have been in that conversation. And if as this is a crazy, this is one of the draft classes we'll. It's one of the best ones we'll ever see for a long time. Yeah, it's definitely a good one. I mean, not not that that's bad for Brandon, but no. in a normal draft year, normal in a draft normal year. draft class, I think we could be looking at a one or two. But I think, I mean, Brandon's definitely going to be a lotto pick. I think yes. he could still go top five. I mean, and that's all if if the season ends today, obviously. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I think not, yeah. he's going to have a really strong close to the year. And honestly, it's been, it's been nice to see him. I think I had some worries in the middle, like at the beginning after the Jacksonville State game where against – or after Michigan State where against UConn he didn't have a great game and against Carolina he didn't have a great game. And that kind of got a little nerve-wracking to see if he kept piling up these bad games. Was he going to keep it – was he going to get his con- – like just what was going to happen? But he's obviously just fine. I think he, he's just doing just he's doing fine. I think more than just fine, he's doing amazing. Oh, absolutely is. I mean, he is. He is just doing fantastic, and I and I hope he continues to do fantastic. And I I think he will at the same time. And I say I hope, but I I think he should, and I think he will. Oh, in other news, not kind of regarding game right now. Davin Cosby, if he's a four-star commit and he's a four-star signee, is enrolling early. He's just going to take up the extra scholarship spot we have. He's just going to kind of ride the bench. He's not going to play at all because that would take up his year of eligibility. But he's going to, you know, learn a bunch from some really talented players and some really good coaches. As yeah, absolutely. He's a really talented high school senior, which is going to be really nice for next year. Cause I'm just I'm I like this is gonna be a really good really good team, and we're definitely gonna make a run in March. But as you get better and your players start to play better, you might lose some of your talented players to NBA. I don't think Noah Clowney is gonna return next year. At this point, he's exactly what people want in a NBA big. He's a really he's just a really good stretch four. That's the way it's going to be in the NBA. And he does a really good job at that. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, he'll he'll leave. I mean, he, he could definitely be one of the guys that leaves. And obviously, we know Miller's going to leave. But, yeah, I think the kid who's – I mean, I think sitting on the bench, I think you learn so much, even if you're not necessarily getting that in-game experience. Exactly. You yeah. know, watch people. You're getting to watch – how they do things, how the real tough guys handle the adversities, the ups, the downs. And also you kind of get to see how they react huddle-wise, locker room-wise. You get to see mm-hmm. how your future teammates or, you know, how they move the ball, where this guy likes to stand on the court, where he likes to defend, where he likes to run, where he likes, you know, where he likes to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think – and he's just also a really talented player. It's going to help him just go ahead and get that experience – that he'd be getting in a conference play in the middle of SEC play where he doesn't have to carry the load or where he doesn't have to immediately come in and put up points. And I think this is gonna be a really good experience for him. And he's a really talented player, and I think we have an underrated draft class. Obviously, we missed on a few guys, 
Caden Cooper immediately comes to mind. I guys we miss. I that was a really bad miss, but I still think I think uh, Muhammad Diabate. I'm a really big fan of him. I think he's kind of like a he's kind of like a Noah Clowney, just maybe not as good at shooting the three ball as of right now. But he's really good, long, athletic four. Um, he can play. He can just guard multiple positions. I think he's going to be really good. I think, obviously, there's Davin Cosby. He's really good. <clears throat> he's a really good guard. He's just a really good guard. I'm, he's the guy that's coming in to... Jesus. Uh, he's the guy that's coming in to just watch and learn for half a season, which, as we've both kind of said, that's going to be a really good learning opportunity for him. I don't know if it's just it's great for him. We also have uh Sam Walters. I forgot about him. He, I'm really he's gonna be really good again. Kind of I think he, he's, him and me, Muhammad Diabate are both a lot like Noah Clowney. I think Muhammad Dia, Muhammad Diabate is a bit more compact and bigger, but Sam Walters he's a long athletic uh, four. With, he can finish at the rim. He can shoot the lights. He can shoot the lights at the gym. He can. Um, he can defend really well, and then there's also RJ Johnson. He's a three star from uh, Huntsville. He's also really good. I think this is a really underrated draft class, and obviously, it's not what it was this past year, but it's still a good draft class, and you can't deny that. I mean, not draft class. Oh God, recruiting class. But you're absolutely right. Yes, that's. He's just, I think they're all really good. And it's not, obviously, it's not as, uh, it's not as big as last year's class or last year's class. We had two McDonald's All-Americans, one of the top Juco players coming in. We had so many great guys coming in, but also I think this is a really talented group and a really underrated group in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. And and here's the thing. If we didn't have the class that we did coming in from last year, which is now here, um, we would be way we would be way more over the moon than we are right now with next year. We would mm-hmm. be talking about it, talking about it and even more than that, just in this year alone. I think this year we just got so lucky with the people that we got to where, you know. I don't think we've ever had that scenario before, I guess is what I'm, what I'm getting at. I mean, that we've, we've been so lucky to have such a great class and then we've been able to enjoy them instead of having to say, Oh, okay, all right, well it's, it's January. What does next year's team look like? You know, what, what's mm-hmm. in store for next year? Um, they're in there they're right in the thick of it. Um, I mean, I think in some, in one of the rankings, I think it's RPI, BPI, whatever. I mean, Alabama is the number two team in the country. Mm -hmm. And that's just, that's just unreal to me. That's just insane to me. They've, they've won every home game they have played this year. They've won every road game they've played this year. The only two games they have lost were, against two top 25 teams. So, you know, we haven't seen that oddball game at Coleman where they lose to, like, some awful team that comes in that they blow a 20-point lead. Both teams were very good. I mean, UConn's still up in the rankings, very high up in the rankings. And then um, 
Gonzaga, I believe Gonzaga is still ranked, but I know they at least were when Alabama lost to them. So, and those are both a neutral site game. So the only two losses are neutral site and they're both to top 25 teams. One of them's like the number two team in the country now. So they are, they're in a great Mm -hmm. position right now. And I also think going back to recruiting, I think this year's a great class. I, your point is correct that last year we had such an incredible class where we just, I'm not going to say we got lucky because we have very talented recruiters, Antoine Petway, Ryan Hodgson. Both are very good recruiters, but we also just kind of got lucky. We got some really good ball players, and this year's class we do too, but they're not – rankings don't matter when you get into college. They don't matter. Yes. It's the work you put in and how you – in the output you – it's the input and the output. Sends that's all it is. But going back to recruiting, also the previous year we had JD Davison come in as a five star, and Amari Burnett, who out of high school, I'm pretty sure he was a five star. Yes, he came in as a transfer that. from Texas Tech. So we came off technically two back to back years going into the season where we're like we're getting two five stars essentially. I mean, obviously Amari Burnett towards ACL, but and he's a transfer, but still, he was technically a five-star out of high school, so we still were getting a five-star. And next year, we're not, but I still think it's a really talented group who's going to be really it's really good ball players. I think they're going to help this team a lot, all as freshmen. But going back to Davin Cosby, he's going to be, I mean, the experience he's getting to just sit on the bench and learn from a team that, might make it all the way. We don't know. Are they going to be in Houston in, in April? They might. They, they, they're they one of the contenders to be. They are. By Joe Lenardi. Joe Lenardi considered them tournament locks before January even started. So for him to come in and get that experience from a really good team is going to be huge for next year's team, especially after we're kind of looking at it now, which... This guy might leave. This guy's definitely going to leave. And a bunch of guys might leave. Oh, and to already have with this experience is going to be humongous. Yeah. Well, and, you know, no five stars. Underrated class. But like we said, no five stars. That's as of right now. We're in January. And as the team progresses, if they continue doing what they're supposed to do or what they've been projected to do, that's not to say you don't grab a five-star later around February or March to come play for us in the fall. And that's also, you know, not saying that at the end of the season, if Alabama does really well, Nate Oates, and it's not just Alabama, Nate Oates has a specific brand of basketball that very specific players are gravitated to. So you mm-hmm. also don't know, you know, that transfer portal at the end of the season there could be a lot of people knocking on our door. I mean, there very well could be. I think there's a lot of guys that would want to play near Coach Oates simply because of back to the play style of he lets the players play. And I think that's a thing that a lot of players want to do is to have a coach that obviously coaches and helps train players to and helps train players and players learn how to become better but also lets them play and work it out as a group and i think that's a very i think to the top 
recruits that's something that is extremely attractive to them. And also, if you go to Alabama, it's not like we are a bad program, but also if you go to Alabama, you will automatically be, or you could be one of the automatically be one of the top guys on. You already be one of the top options on the team. It's not like oh, it's not like we're pulling in five five stars every year like Kentucky, and then like Kentucky doesn't do anything with them. <laughs> but yeah. um, it's not like we're pulling in that much talent every year, and I still think it's a very talented class, and I think they'll be very high good contributors at the college level. But I mean, we're not like Kentucky, who has four top ten recruits according to twenty four seven Sports, which is in itself ridiculous, but also we're not pulling in that kind of talent. So if you come here, you could be one of the most talented players on the team already. Yeah. And I think a lot of guys have, I I think a lot of guys, to be honest with you, have taken that advice. And I think over the last couple of years and what will continue with a, like a class like next year, I think that advice has hit a lot of people. And I know that, you know, we're sounding so profound by saying all this stuff. This is what everybody tells five-star kids who they don't want to go to Alabama for football. But, you know, and we're sitting here like using the same argument that these, you know, like Alabama's competitors use football-wise. We're using it for basketball. But um, I think basketball-wise, I think a lot of people are looking at it and saying, you know, there's not 11 guys that play offense in basketball and 11 guys that play defense. Mm-hmm. There's only five. So I who play both, you know, they, they don't switch out obviously. So there's just five guys on the court for each team. What school can I go at that? I'm going to be in that basically in that top five, you know, if there's 15 guys, how am I going to be in the top 33% if I got all these five stars around me? Mm-hmm. And it also it is just a style of play. I don't think I don't know how many five star recruits would really want to play under a system where if you want playing time, you have to play scrappy basketball. You have you have to put your body in the line if you want to get playing time. And that's just it. That's a that's just the fact of Alabama basketball. If you want to have playing time, you have to play hard. And if you don't want to do that and you don't want to go to Alabama, that's fine because then you're just not going to fit in the system. And I think we had a group of those guys last year who were just playing for themselves. And last year will just remain a mystery. And I think for years we're going to talk about because that team was really talented. They just didn't have the output that they should have had. And this team is really talented, but is one of the best games in the country. And it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of guys that are just on the team. Yeah, you definitely feel like there's more team players mm-hmm. on this team, which is kind of nice because instead of worrying about, you know, each individual draft stock or where's this kid going to go? Is he going to be a lottery pick? Is he going to the draft or is he going to come back? It's that everybody's just kind of taking it game by game. Mm-hmm. I will say this though: the one thing about NATO to style that I still to this day will not agree with 
we talked about it before, but I'll stand firm. He's got to call some timeouts. And I yes. think he's going he's gonna to run into that on Saturday. And I don't expect him to call a timeout because that's just not what he does. But it, I, we're going to run into some stuff like Gonzaga it, if he doesn't. You know, these teams are, you know, I almost said Gonzaga. Kentucky's going to go on runs. Mm-hmm. They're going to go buck wild crazy. And they might have some double-digit runs on Alabama but if Nate Oates I think can figure out and he's a great coach I don't want it to come off as a complete criticism of him Mm -hmm. but if he could figure out how to just how to manage it as well be a better game manager to a degree I think that that also puts Alabama in a better spot instead of just letting the kids play yes I mean I agree with that criticism another criticism I just it's it's something I would say is relatively minor, but it's also not something to go unnoticed. Is that as, and at times we struggle just to get the ball in bounds in kind of high pressure situations where they're pressuring the ball and trying to make a play, trying to force a five second violation. Sometimes you just don't get inbounds and it's a burn timeout or just throw it in the air and hope one of our guys gets it. We saw that last night. We had two seconds on the shot clock. I mean, and they just gave it to Brandon Miller at 40 feet out. Because it's Brandon Miller, he made the shot. Yeah. But that's not the recipe for success that you want to have. Right. He bailed him out. Don't, exactly. Don't forget. Don't you think he wouldn't? But, yeah, eventually when he's not there, somebody's going to have to figure it out. I know we've only got a couple minutes left. So I do want to preview Kentucky because just I do. I hate them. They're my least favorite team in the world. Uh, it'll have to be a quick preview because we've only got like two or three minutes. So here's your Kentucky preview. We're going to have to stop Oscar Shibway. Do you think we can, Simon? I think if we – I think obviously Oscar Shibway is more talented than Tolu Smith. But if we play in the same way we played Tolu Smith and we do a better job defending him than we defended Drew Timmy – I think we can. Just I me, mean, Oscar Sheepway is one of the best players in the nation. It's it's gonna be tough to be a challenge for Clowney, Gurley, Pringle, and Bediaco, Bediaco. But if they can do it, then great. That that's gonna help in March. Yeah, and it's just like we talked about shutting down Mark Sears. I mean, um, they're going to have to shut down Oscar to win the game. There's no way Oscar plays well and Alabama pinches it out. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, like, we just saw Drew Timmy could not, he just did not miss. And somehow Drew Timmy is just such a good basketball player, but <laughs> I don't know how. He, I think I don't like him, but he's a really good basketball player. Oh, he's a great basketball. He's player. a great I mean, basketball player. Ninety nine points, and they couldn't stop him. Mm-hmm. And it's just, we'll see. I think that could be that could certainly be the weakness of this team is that if they go up against an elite big, they're going to struggle to stop them. And I think just real quick. The seven turnovers last night was was great, which if we can continue Absolutely. to only have seven a game, which we've been having like 17, that's 10 more possessions, which is great. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. If they can do that, and then on the other end, I mean, if they can, I want to say they should assist more, but, you know, if you're getting the good shots, you're getting the good shots. Mm -hmm. They're shooting 45% for the year, 71 for free throws. They have to keep that up. That is a huge part. That is a, that is just such a huge part of why Alabama only has two losses. Yes. I mean, there's, there's, it's obviously, obviously 71 is not the best mark, but I think as a team in college basketball, it's a fine mark. Um, that's better than we've had in past years. And obviously, in the Sweet 16 against UCLA a few years ago, that was the reason we lost. It's cause we, we could not hit our free throws. And luckily, we got bailed out by a great Alex Reese shot. But in overtime, we lost because we couldn't hit our free throws. Yeah, absolutely. Free throws have always been the demise of fun. All righty. Um, so obviously we just ran out of time. So welcome to part two, which is just going to be a very short final thoughts and, and just a little wrap up. I think Kentucky is a very good team. They had a close game last night. They did lose to Missouri the week before, but I think Missouri's kind of on the up and up. So, I mean, I, I don't think they've gotten, I don't think it was a bad, you know, bad loss. I think they're not doing as well as they have in the past, but I think they're, they're going to be a, they're going to be a tough team to beat, and mm-hmm. it's definitely going to be a long two hours. But I think Alabama can handle it, and I'm not worried about them getting blown out. Um, I'm not worried about Alabama at all. I, I think with all the talent they have, they can they can put Kentucky away. Yeah, I agree. I think they they're perfectly capable of beating Kentucky. For me, the keys to the game. Slow down Oscar Shibwe if that's the best you can do. Just try to slow him down, and then keep assists on the keep not assists turnovers on the low. If they can do that, if they cannot turn over the ball, I mean Kentucky's really good at forcing turnovers. Kason Wallace is such a really he's really good two way guard. If but they can keep care of the ball, limit to under ten turnovers, which ten is still a decent amount, but. It's not as many as seventeen. If they can have less, if they can have single digit turnovers, I, I'm gonna, I'll feel very confident in winning. If you tell me we, Oscar Sheepway had fifteen points, and we had you know nine turnovers or whatever, I'd be pretty comfortable that we won that game. Yeah, absolutely, and and I think they will actually. I, I will I will make that. We haven't done predictions before. I will say and go ahead and say I think Alabama does beat Kentucky on Saturday. They should. I, yeah, I think in Coleman they should. Yeah, they absolutely should. And that is a huge game just because it's Kentucky. I mean, whenever Kentucky comes to town, it's a huge game. Uh, we'll yeah, see. I think that is that is a much watched TV game. That game will not be on. That game will not be on SEC Network Plus. That game will be on. That game will be on SEC Network. Um. Yeah, I think that's it. I th- I think we're gonna be Kentucky. I'm really excited for the game. I, oh yeah, I'm super excited. I mean, like I said, I mean it's Kentucky, but if the if they were if they came out in different jerseys that day, I think Alabama should have no problem beating this team. Yes, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, I, I just I don't know. I I hate Kentucky so much because they have all this talent and they they have. 
as I said, they're getting next year. They're getting four top ten recruits, and John Calipari has only one national championship in his coaching career. Yeah, with he, he all this coach. talent, he gets. He's a great recruiter, but he can't. He can't coach. Yeah, he gets on my nerves so much. Oh, I hear you. Well, all right, we'll be I would Kentucky. say that's a wrap from me. Yeah, that is a wrap from me. Kentucky. I don't have any more thoughts. Absolutely. Right. Well, thank you for joining us this week. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So we will be back next week, or we should be, barring any more just schedule issues. And we will be talking. I think that's, that will be in the middle or starting. We'll be in the middle of another really tough five game stretch. But I think we all, we're always seem like we're in the middle of a really tough stretch. So we'll see. I think, I think. We're I think it's a special basketball team, and I think we'll I think we're sitting pretty for Saturday. I think we're sitting for pretty for Saturday too, and we will see you guys next time, hopefully before Arkansas. Roll tide, <laughs> roll tide.